Swoosh. Swoosh. And uh, for some reason, it we're back to weird. Uh, hold on. It'll fix itself. It'll fix itself. I'm, I'm there it goes. Teleporting. Yes. Pop, Papa was in the teleporter from the fly. That's, that's you know, he's here now. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the Catherine's Table, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Paul Berserker01, Batman and Shelly, your humble host and space bartender at the Astro Pub and your uh, moderator here on the Captain's Table. This is where I bring people from all over the Star Citizen universe to talk about Star Citizen. And um, we've got... I, I was this week wasn't going to be a big week, and then CIG decided to just drop a bunch of stuff that were out of the blue. So uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff, and we've got a very eclectic mix of of guests here from different different parts of the community. So this is going to be an interesting discussion, I think. Uh, but let's get started with the the person right 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 there, Mister the Space Coder. Who are you? What do you do in Star Citizen, and where can they find you? Oh, I am the space coder uh, in Star Citizen. You can you probably know me best by the armory tool. If you don't know what the armory tool is, then uh, armory dot space Go check it out. I think you're gonna like it. If, Other yeah, than that, amazing. I'm a. It's amazing. It is amazing. Es- especially with three fifteen coming out, it's gonna be a like a mandatory tool like Urkel. Yeah, you know, you are gonna need it in three fifteen, and it it did have a huge three fifteen related update. So probably want, might want to go check it out. But other than that, I'm a content creator. I uh, make YouTube videos and I take screenshots and I make cinematics and I am the, I keep forgetting to say this, but now I remember, I'm also the director of social media for Atlas Defense Industries. So most of the stuff they publish has somehow gone through my hands at some point. Thanks. Sweet. Uh, and where can they find you again? Uh, you can find me on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. And actually not on Twitch anymore because I stream on YouTube. So you can find me everywhere as the space coder. Except the Twitter, I'm the space coder one for some reason. I feel the pain. I feel the pain. <laughs> yep. I've told this story so many times, but I was going to be Astropub until one Twitter profile had Astropub. And it was an old Twitter profile from Manchester that was an astronomy club. And they hadn't been active for like four years by that point. I'm just like, mm. <laughs> let me get that name. Um, all right. Uh, next, we've got. Papa Hefe, who are you? What do you do in Star Citizen? Where can they find you? Uh, my name is Papa Hefe. I'm one of the uh, the great migration of refugees from uh, from Elite to Star Citizen in the last year or so. Uh, I make machinima. Might be argued poorly. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitch and Twitter at Papa underscore underscore Hefe, and on YouTube at just Papa Hefe. Just one word, Pop Heavy. Yep. Awesome. I didn't know you were a, you were a, you were an elite refugee. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, uh, I I had started out wanting to make Machinima an elite, and had started making some content with the idea that when Odyssey came out, you know, I could I could fluff that out with some on foot stuff, and then, well, we all know how that turned out. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I had kind of loosely followed Star Citizen before that, and. Uh, I, I saw a video showcasing FOIP, and my mind was blown. How 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 has the greater community of content creators not grabbed grabbed a hold of this and and made you know all of the stuff that they wanted to make? And now I know it's 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 a it's a little more uh, more challenging than that, but it's it's a great tool to work with. Yeah. Oh, oh, put it this way: you're at the you're at a stage in Star Citizen's development where like. By the time other people go, oh, this is a great tool. We could use this for making content. You'll be like, yeah, I already know all this, all the secrets. You know, exactly. <laughs> you're, you're at that point. Yeah. So, 
It's a great uh, time to be here. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, we have old man Crazy Al with his crazy discount spaceships. Um, Mr. Al Garib, who are you? What do you do in Star Citizen and where can they find you? According to Paul, I am old man Hurston. <laughs> I am better known as Al Garib of the Info Runners. And on Info Runners, we do probably our best thing is uh, fix my fleet. And that where people who are on a limited budget will often come and say, I want to do this, but I, I don't know what's the best value. And so we try to talk, basically help them work through the issues of what do they want to do, where do they want to go, who they intend to play with, are they in an org, and just help them sort through where they're going and, and then work towards getting the best bang for buck for what they want to do. I, on the other hand, don't listen to my own advice because <laughs> hair, um, but it's always that the, the advice of fix my fleet is always the aim is to help people just work through the issues they're raising in terms of, I want to do salvage. And you, sometimes I'll say, I want to do salvage and you'll talk to them and they'll say, okay, what have you got? And they'll say, oh, I've got an Orion and I've got an Akarik and I've got a Javelin and I've got He's a Virus. He's not wrong. And <laughs> and they'll, they'll get to the end of the fleet and you'll say, where's your mining ship? Where's your salvage ship? And they'll say, oh, I don't have one. But you want to do salvage? <laughs> yeah, but... And so you, you go through and say, okay, well, how many people are you playing with? Okay, so yeah. you probably want to look at this ship. And then it's also look, you know, so it's a whole process of, of that. And it usually takes um, usually two or three hours of talking to the person and backwards and forwards with them outside. And then we do, we wrap it all up with a 20-minute video, which we started to put up because we were getting the same questions every week. <laughs> so that, that's that's the fix my fleet. Um, I also joined Paul and Jail on the uh, Law Citizen. Law Citizen, yeah. Which, if you want to find out law, is a really good place to go. Yeah, it's it's. I I honestly, it's something that Al and uh, Jail and I have been were working on for several months before we first started doing it, and now we're trying to get back into it. We've got like four or five episodes up, but uh, <clears throat> it's also the first time I release an actual podcast because it's like release an audio format it's just audio format it's just us talking and it's uh, like a straight hour of us talking about lore and it's usually about a very specific uh, uh, sub uh, kind of portion we break it up into different chunks and we each do our own little thing um you know in discussion and kind of little discussions between it and uh, there's some stuff i've learned from that that we've done through research and stuff like that like the history of argo and like the the uh the, the the early histories of 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 humanity and so on and so forth so there's some the, cool the, stuff you the, the, the mistakes we made as we oh, explored the verse yeah the the many mistakes we made were explored the verse <laughs> indeed indeed we, uh, we didn't really explore as much as stumbled half-assed into exploration <laughs> so that works isn't that the way we do everything though yeah that's why it feels really <laughs> yeah, accurate we yeah. seem to do it a lot more than um than the rest but yeah, yeah so we tend to present a paper each and then we kind of we know the topic we're each going to look and we kind of have an idea of where we we're going in terms of our bent but we don't know the actual content of each of the yeah. papers and then we we do the paper and then we kind of talk about it and then we go to the next paper so quite enjoy i find it really enjoyable so yeah. but then i'm and a history nut if, you, if you're looking for like lore in a digestible format that's like long form it's a fantastic thing to to check out so um, 
yeah, that's that's our guests. Uh, the topic today is uh, the first topic today is three fifteen because it is on the cusp of release. It should be released in the next. It may be released if you're watching this on YouTube. Just, it may already be out. That's that's how cusp it is of release. Um, it could. It did revert the last BTU patch. Yeah, shamefully. Last- it was yeah. bad. It was bad. It was bad. <laughs> um, so, but I would expect, wouldn't be surprised if it was released by this this coming week. So, um, with everything we've had, uh, kind of just gathering the the overall thoughts, the goods, the bads of it. Um, any any big takeaways? And since Al, you're the last person to introduce yourself, what was your what, what are your what are your overall thoughts on three fifteen? Goods and bads. My biggest frustration with three fifteen is the pick your starting location and that where everything you have resides and i find that a frustration for anyone who's got multiple ships because in the past you could okay yep i'll just spawn a ship here and then that ship's in game now everything is at if you start at orison everything's at orison and so if i want to claim if i want to spawn it at say microtech i've got to reclaim it and then and so that that's just a frustration i can understand why we've done that but it'd be nice if you know until you spawn the ship it was available wherever but that's i don't know whether that's a a coding issue which is they're limited by or they're just doing it for the ease and i think one of the issues with it is also it impacts those with multiple game packs whereas in the past i used to say down the track you'll be able to you know they will give you Abilities to have different starting locations, um, and that that is always um, something to talk about. Um, but also with those pack, we don't know how they'll go with the, the whether NPCs or will still have some form of agents missing, or whether they'll be alternative start points, etc., etc., etc. So it's all you know. They're some of the frustrations I have, and yet I think it's one of those points where you have to start now and put it in, even if it's not how you want it to end up, because you're moving towards something else down the track. So you've got to do groundwork and set set the foundation before you move on to the the upper upper floor. So other than that, it's pretty good. I would say like that that does seem to be one of the blind spots. People with huge amounts of like subscription subscription stuff and, and like large amounts of ships, it's like there's almost you just don't have any space. Like like there's just not enough space for some of the stuff. Um, like uh, the subscriber like armors. Like if you have like multiples of the subscriber armors, it'll fill up your starting location. We just don't have any space there. So yeah. Um, and anything else, Al, or is that just your, your overall take? Or no, no, that that's my general my general frustration. You know, when you've got everything, are, are and, there any you know, major positives for it? Um, look, I I've been in, I haven't been in as much as I'd like due to you know marking and reports and school and wonders and like that. I have had a quick look at the medical that looks really nice i'm glad they stopped it so you couldn't um overdose people without their permission or yeah couldn't, couldn't do that i'd like to see down the track where um 
there'd be a limit where you can't do first aid unless it's agreed and, and use that, you know, your typical use of first aid. If someone's unconscious, um, then consent is implied. Yeah. Um, but if they're conscious, you, can I, can I, can I help, can I heal you? No. Okay. You don't. Yeah. There's, um, there's some, there's some, there's, that's, that's, I'm going to dip into that a little bit into my French frustrations mm. with 315, but yeah. Uh, Papa, goods and bads of 315 so far. Um, so I don't really have that much of an issue with the, the whole having to spawn your ships. Uh, you know, I, I operate primarily out of Hex. So I, I start at Lorville, I, I take my Lancer, stuff all my crap in it, go over to Hex, and then just recall all my ships there. Um, and, you know, it, it's what, 15 minutes before your stuff shows up. I, it, it's a minor inconvenience, but it is an inconvenience. The, the problems that I've had are, one, uh, pad timeouts are still a thing. So like, yeah, you, 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 you spawn your freelancer or whatever your cargo ship is and you start stuffing crap in it and your ship is impounded either before you've got it full or before you've got it completely unloaded. And oh my God, how did not anybody foresee that this was going to be an issue and at least like extend that window a little bit. Um, they're, they're, You're they're expecting they're... foresight from CAG, are you? <laughs> that's, a, that's a fair point. Uh, there, there's just some weird jank that's that that is arising now that I'd seen before, but I'm seeing more of now. You know, I'll I'll, I'll load into the game for the first time for a play session, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll spawn in uh, under the surface of a planet, floating in water. You are incapacitated. Wait for help. Yeah. And if I have a lot of time to kill, I might just hit M and uh, and let them try and figure out. Come, come and get me, nerds. <laughs> <laughs> when it works, it works really well, and when it doesn't, it's disastrous. Which which is honestly kind of Star Citizen in a nutshell, anyway. Yeah, there, there's a lot of jank that they need to, to iron out, but. I really like the direction things are going in right now. Uh, all right. Space Coder, your thoughts? Goods and bads, 315. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I say this with every major patch release. For fuck's sake, CAG, fix your game files. It's going to make everybody's life a lot easier, including yours. Uh, but this this is like the third patch. I, I, I'm saying that. I still haven't done it, and it keeps getting worse, and uh, I'm losing hope. So that's my major thing, but that doesn't affect most people. You, my second thing is... Could you uh, elaborate a little bit on, on what do you mean by fix your game files? Right, so for, for those of you who don't regularly dig through the game files for information, like where to buy what and how much it costs, like I do, uh, there is a lot going on in those files. Uh, there are three separate naming systems in those files, so finding anything is... Uh, pretty much like trying to solve a crime in which you're also the murderer. Except you're yeah, also no. the victim. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, whenever I'm trying to make a change to the armory, it's two hours of actual coding and like 20 hours of trying to figure out what the hell is going on before I can actually make the change. So th that's why armory updates take so long. You know, you those know, of I, you who have been asking. I, I, knowing the lore and going through the lore, I'm sure Al could back this up with me, is that that feels exactly like 
what the lore is like too. It's just like three, <laughs> four or five different people doing four or five different co- uh, like, like creations, and you're just sitting there going, "But this doesn't work with this." Wait, what? It's like obviously there's some. Yeah, they've been through stages and they haven't gone back yeah. and fixed it. So yeah, there is also the thing where Star Citizen has been in development for so long that not insignificant portion of what's in the files is is a very legacy information mm-hmm. and it does behave like that so they have you know th- two or three naming systems they have different storage solutions they have different locations i, th- I think some information is stored there like three or four times and, and there's probably stuff you know legacy crytek stuff that's in there as well as legacy yes um, but we're not allowed our to engine as, and then legacy <laughs> you know, lumberyard stuff in there as, as well so it's, it's yeah yeah uh, yeah, so that's that's my major gripe, but that's kind of my problem ongoing, with the game in general, and that's kind of a battle. very specific problem. Yeah, yeah, it's an ongoing battle, and it's a very specific problem to people who are trying to develop applications for CIG or for Star Citizen, because CIG is refusing to give us an API that would give us this information straight out of iCache, which mm-hmm. I have been talking to CIG about this, and they would like to do it. They just don't have the manpower, and I. Like I said on the last show, just give me a case of beer and a brick of cocaine. I'm going to do it my own damn self. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, they, they probably can give you that case of beer. It's that cocaine that's, that's the, you know, the sticking point. They go to jail and they get shut down. Fine, make it a duffel bag of money. I'm fine. I can buy the cocaine myself. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so my, my actual problem with 315 is uh, we got new new inventory system. Uh, but it lacks one very small but very critical feature, which is that I can't be in Lorville and have my stuff in New Babbage and click a button and wait five minutes for that stuff to be delivered to me. Mm-hmm. Which, not that big of a problem with armor and weapons because I can just load that on a ship and fly it myself. But you can't do that with components. And components yeah. also are stored in local inventory now. So if you buy components at New Babbage, but you also have components in Lorville or Arcorp that you need in a place. You have to take the ship you want those components on and fly it there mm-hmm. to put those components on the ship. Yeah. Which, I don't know, last time I checked, most fighters can't make that jump. So, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? Wait for the Kraken? <laughs> oh, you wait for the Liberator. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so that's, that's my problem number one with the 315. Problem number two is that medical gameplay is nice, and it is it is very cute that you guys have given us like six med pens that do different things. But why would I have six different med pens that have different uses if I could just have one medical tool that is just gonna heal everything? Uh, I mean, I can tell you why. I know the reason why, because a medical tool is takes up a slot for a knife or for a uh, a miner so okay, like my like the multi-tool so yeah but you can have a medical attachment for the multi-tool and just have the mining attachment and the multi- and the medical attachment and just swap them out when you need them granted it's not fast like no. if, if you're bleeding to death and you're gonna die in the next five seconds probably stabbing yourself with a med pen is faster yeah. so probably like you want to carry like the red med pen so you don't die immediately but if you're not mining and you don't need that utility slot might as well carry a medical tool and just heal yourself. 
And if you want to carry gecko, that's not true. You can actually administer all the drugs. Actually, not sure with, with the multi but the cure life medical tool can administer all the drugs. Yes. So you have to switch yeah. it into advanced mode. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And if you don't know how, I have a tutorial on my YouTube channel. <laughs> um, and if you want to carry multiple tools, then that's taking up inventory space. So it's kind of a. Yeah. It's, also, it's kind of like. It's kind of a trade-off, so you got to figure out what you want to do, yeah, and how you want to do it. So yeah, and, and, and that's a nice that's a nice thing they've got in in the in the current uh, thing where having your having whatever's in your pack is what you've got, and so decisions matter. And that was always one of the things CIG always wanted. Yeah. If you look at the original constellation, you know the the P fifty two was originally in what we call the hang, the, the cargo bay. That was originally the hangar, and so you had to make a choice: do I take the P fifty two? Do I take cargo? Do I take the rover? Um, constantly, all those choices, it's always been choices matter. And yeah. we, we're now yeah. starting to see that. And that actually um, like brings me to the good thing about P15 is that they have expanded on the existing system. They have given players more freedom and they have also given us more responsibility. And they have given us the necessity to make choices on where am I going to spawn? Why am I going to do that? What am I going to have there? What am I going to take with me when I'm going out? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, that gives me to my final drawback is that it's nice, but it feels like someone didn't sit through the whole design meeting because there are some features that are missing in, in both the inventory system and the medical system. Obviously, neither of them are finished, but, and I don't care that much that the medical system is not, not finished, that they have more iterations on that, but the inventory system is a major paradigm shift in how inventory works. And not having some of what I consider basic fun functions like transfer stuff from point A to point B without having to do it myself or load everything into a ship mm -hmm. so I don't have to do it manually, item by item, kind of shows a lack of planning. Like that's like the first thing that comes up when you when you would be doing something like this. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it didn't come up and it wasn't done, not great. The idea. Yeah. That's all. Um. All right. Uh, I was going to say, uh, I was going to make a joke, but like the reason why you need bedpens is especially the detox bedpens. Um, uh, as someone who did way too many out too much alcohol and, and injected myself with way too much drugs for, in, for, uh, for, for recreational use in game. Okay. In game. <laughs> uh, and nearly disclaimer and nearly ODing multiple times trying to hit that sweet spot. Um, having a pen is very useful. One of those for those, for the detox pens, just, just to keep you alive from those, those dumb, those dumb trippy moments. So I can imagine like having a pen that doesn't rely on that, the, the medical gun, which you're also using to give yourself drugs, um, in, in a really bad situation is good. Cause it's also the bespoke. So you have that like bespoke that you can only put pen, pens on that nothing else could exists, which is a little nice. So. Uh, it's all right. Nice, it's nice to see that um, that drunk effect back yes. in the game. Yeah. Whereas it used to be there with the old drinks cabinet that broke, and you could go into arena cam commander drunk as, and everything's blurry. It's nice to be able to, to see that back in the game. So. Um, Sorry, it's okay. Uh, I I will say my my I'll start with my bads and end with the goods. I think the bads of of three fifteen is that it feels like a half patch. It feels like there's a lot of stuff that's missing from the game from this. As Space Coder pointed out and, and Papa Eva and Algorithm pointed out, like 
it feels like there's there's sections that are missing from the game and they're either weird bugs which exist now that it's just like the jank is worse than ever and because this the jank is worse than ever and then you also have like weird gaps in the game like like the idea of having inventory space limited on landing zones where you have you know you have people who have way too much shit in their in their uh in their inventory because they've been backing since 2013 and have like a lot of different stuff i mean just my 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 stuff alone i don't pay for a lot of stuff because i i subscribe so i can get access to the jump point but i've got so many armors and weapons and uh like little little things like that that just are in my inventory that i never use that just fill up my my starting zone and like there's the i'm i'm light compared to some people who have that so you could just and you could literally fill up your entire starting zone with just that stuff yeah which you know so there needs there needs to be some it's it's like you could have thought about that and then there's also the issue of like uh, not being able to transfer things with a with a pay of or any kind of any kind of way or um, dealing with like components and like there's systems in place but it's like they're they're shortcuts or they're they're band aids to the problem and then on top of that with like medical things like having like this may have been a short set on CIG's part. <laughs> But what the fuck did you think was going to happen when you gave people the ability to dope each other and knock each other out and kill each other with, with drugs? <laughs> that you was know, what people were going all... to do, you know? And and they should have known that because what happened when they made us able to go take a a, a um a gun a PTV into Area 18. Or a gun in Grimhex. The first thing people yeah. do is just fucking kill each other because it's fun. Yeah. They, they had to have anticipated it. Jared mentioned it explicitly in the uh, ISC when mm-hmm. they were announcing that stuff. Yeah, and, but like it was, it was, it was. But obvious. they didn't seem to realize how problematic it was going to be. You, you know, never for met me, a gamer? This, <laughs> this boils down to one very important question: mm-hmm. Are these gaps there because CAG did not see these gaps and did not plan for them? Or are they there because they did not have enough developer time to address these gaps? That's a very important question for me. Or uh, are yes. they there? Or are they there because they knew that they would, the gaps were there and people could do that, and they wanted to see exactly how far people would go, and so also. therefore opening up the door of ah, this is what we've got to do to block that. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, yeah, I think so I think is the it answer... planned or is it not knowing? I think it's an answer. You, you expect people to act like human beings. Come on. <laughs> I think it's, well, I think it's human beings are inherently evil. So, <laughs> and it, it, um, I think it's a combination of all three that mm-hmm. CIG, just some cases, just like, in some cases, like, let's see what they do with this. And in some cases it was, we just don't have time. Like we need to get this out. It just, I got, we got other shit to do. Just push it. We'll get the rest of the stuff out there. Like for instance, the the inventory stuff dealing with ship components. I think that was: do we want to get inventory in, or do we want to wait until they do the cargo refactor? And they're like, let's just get it in and do the cargo refactor afterwards. And so they just Can I do one shameless plug here. Go ahead. 
So if you if you guys want to know how in software development and game development planning works, go check out my YouTube channel because I have a two or three videos on this, but I'm not going to tell you which ones they are because I need the watch time and I want you to go and find that video. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Uh, but just go ahead. watch Ice Code as stuff and watch all his videos and like them and, and do all that yeah, stuff. Okay, yeah. So pretty much what Feed I need everybody the to do. Yeah, Feed so the I'm already for... at a thousand. Thank you, Paul, by the way, because you helped me a lot. Uh, so I'm already at a thousand subscribers. So what I need everybody to do right now is go and watch like the last six months of my content and that should yes. get me to partner. If my math is correct, which probably is not, but that's fine. He, he needs he needs time. Um, so here's the key, straight coder. Here's the funny part. Um, I had the watch time when I reached a thousand subscribers because of this show. Yeah, I, that was it. Because because people will watch like 30, 40 minutes of an hour or two hour show. And why do you think but, I'm streaming on YouTube now? <laughs> yes, I guess that counts. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so. Like there's things like that, like issues of like, like medical, like the fact that they didn't have medical linked into the, um, to any kind of, uh, reputation system. So like, what do you expect is going to happen when you have a medical beacon that goes out? You think that people are going to actually show up and rescue people? Or you think people are going to show up just so they can fuck with you and kill you? Like, right. Like I, I get some of that is CIG's planning or, or kind of like going through these things and you just don't have enough time, that sort of thing. So, so that's, I think that's the downside. That's why I say if the, the downside of this is it feels like a half patch. It feels like we're missing half of the game that was intended to be released with this patch. That's going to be released at some future date. And again, but like real degree, talk, what was yeah. the last patch where you felt it was a full patch? That's the thing. I was going to say that, that, that me saying that, that's also kind of Star Citizen. It's like, that's all they always do. And then one day you wake up and go, oh yeah, mining's in the game. Like, <laughs> like it's just I feel like we it. had the same conversation and on the show when 314 was about to come out. Yes. Well, 314 was a little different because 314 was supposed to have all this shit and then they, got, they, then they pushed it so, <laughs> to 315. Um, but I think the good side of things, this is not the same game you're playing in 315 that you played in 314. It is a fundamentally different game and it is much more like the game that CIG has been intending to build. So with these teething issues aside, it's a good step. It's a buggy and weird step at times, but it's a good step. Even the inventory system, which I didn't like at first is grown on me. It's clunky. It's chunky. It's weird. It's got the jank out the butt. However, you get used to it pretty quickly. It's not and terribly it's designed. Zero. And it's only tier zero. No. Um, and you got to remember that in software, especially when you have a, an application that is this old and has been this long in development, change is good. Because we're yeah. replacing old legacy components with new components that are, work better. They're written by people who have more experience because these people who... It may be the same person who wrote it originally, but it's been three, four, five years since then. Mm -hmm. And they know, you know, three, four, five years more on how to write that thing. So change is good, especially yeah. for Star Citizen. Change is good. Change means we're moving forward, even if it's a fundamental change. Yeah. And, and I, I, good. Um, my, my own, my own thought is the fact that 315 is being out means that that's, it's out. It means we can push it, we can put it behind us. 316 is literally a month away. 
like we've got the IAE coming up, which also apparently has some significant changes. So like that's the other advantage is that it's just it's it's out of the way. It's and it's not going to be sticking with us long because we're going to have new stuff soon. And, you know, within if you're one of those people who logs on to Star Citizen and plays once a year. You know, you, you play this for a couple of a couple of weeks, a month or so, and you'll be like, oh, this is fine. It's fun. You log off, you come back next year, you're going to have a much better experience. Just that's what it feels like. This feels like like the old CIG way of doing things, which was we're going to release this. It's going to have a bunch of new things, but it's going to be broken and barely work. And then three <laughs> patches later, it's smooth. It's well, smooth. It's CIG. It's smooth. It's it's better than it was before. Bugs are not a much issue, you know, 3830Ks are down, crashes are down, all sorts of like, it's a much better experience. And then they add a new thing and then everything sucks again. And then they have to go through that process over and over again, which isn't a bad way of doing it, if that makes sense. I think that's a, it's, a, it's a good way of getting that done. Um, but with that being said, let's move on to the two or to 316. That's the that's that segue right there. It's the, the chariot of the of the nerds going that, into that. Um, 316. Uh, 3.16 had a major shakeup this last Wednesday. Uh, I will read over the changes for anybody who has not heard this, this fact. I'm sure people already have if you're watching this later or if you're watching this on Twitch. But if you haven't, I will go over the roadmap roundup real quick. Uh, all right. So... Um, the M Origin M50 swapping, dynamic door alignment vehicles, player slide prone, actor tech, physicalized weapon handling, and shield ship emitters all got removed from the roadmap, but, and salvage got removed from the roadmap, but they added derelict spaceships, which is a new kind of derelict, they're re-ramping the derelicts, so they actually have like dungeons almost so you have some puzzles you have some npc encounters um mining gadgets ship to ship refueling dying star updates gravlev physics rework and new dna textures update and the ship to ship refueling is probably the biggest one of those but like so we we, we lost a bunch of stuff but the stuff we got was very brand new we hadn't heard anything about in some cases or barely at all um and there was one big thing, which is salvage got moved again. <laughs> the fourth time in the last five years or whatever. So it's it's practically you know, when a meme I bought this, this game, it was like a month before CitizenCon, and at that CitizenCon they said, "Oh, salvage is going to happen in, in the next half year." <laughs> that, yeah, and that was like three or four years ago. <laughs> yeah. So, um, the question is twofold. One is. What are your thoughts on the new 316 and the, the, these new things? Like, what what of this is good, good and bad, um, or you know, do you think it's going to be like as monumental of a shakeup as 315 is? And also, is it? Do you think we're you know is, is salvage the eternal can cake? Do you think like now that CIG is saying it's going to come out in Q2 2022? Do you think it's just no? See, it's just, it's just it's just leading us on, and and salvage is just never either never coming out, or it's just don't even f believe CIG when it comes to salvage at all. That that sort of thing, twofold. So your thoughts on three sixteen, and then thoughts on the salvage push, space coder. You're the first one up for that. Right. So since the shakeup of three sixteen, 
I have been seeing people on Twitter, on YouTube, and on Twitch being like, oh, it's a catastrophic change. 316 got completely gutted. It's, it's going to suck. But when I look on the roadmap, I, I see a lot of interesting stuff going on. Uh, even if I abandon, if I skip over the derelict ship, which I'm, which I'm very excited about, because I love going to derelict ships. If any of you have watched my streams, that's what I do half, half the time. <laughs> I just go to abandoned ships because it's an amazing photo opportunity. Uh, but if you just look at the other things and you see that we're getting the new DNA system for character customizer. I don't know if that's going to mean that we're going to get a better character customizer. I hope we do, because the current one kind of sucks. Uh, I don't know how I feel about mining gadgets. I, I feel like mining is a little bit overdone right now. But that's just my opinion. And we're getting ship-to-ship -ship refueling. It's, it doesn't matter much right now, because you're not really going to be out enough to need to refuel, because you're... At any point in the game, you're no longer than a jump away from a station to refuel. But I think we're still, you know, overall, we're still getting really good stuff. And, and right now, looking at what they have and looking at the progress tracker, knowing how much they already have done on this stuff, I'm actually fairly confident they can deliver it. And, you know, with the way they restructured their development, I've been talking about how they, how they have a lot of planning overhead on their developments. I've been talking about that for, for months. And finally, they have done a complete restructure of their development to cut down on that overhead. <coughs> so that that what makes me confident that they can actually deliver this on time. And by extension, salvage. It's Nothing. been delayed over and over again at this point. Even if they delay it more, I don't think anybody's going to be surprised or going to care <laughs> as much. Uh, but I, I do think they can deliver. They seem to be very confident in being able to deliver it. I don't know if they can actually do it, but I, I think they can. And that, that's kind of my thoughts on, on that. The BMM of game loops. Yeah, it is the BMM <laughs> of game loops. That's the best way of putting it. Yeah. Um, Papa, your thoughts. Um, what are your, your thoughts on 316? <coughs> thought, and yeah. do you think salvage is actually possible? You know, you think that oh. losing... Salvage is totally possible. I, I I think that people have been so they're it's a little hyperbolic to say that they're a little traumatized from having <laughs> seen it pushed over and over and over. And I totally understand. Look, I played Eve for ten years, fifteen, 15 almost fifteen years. I, I, I'm totally used to playing a game that I that you love and you see promise features and they get pushed back and they get pushed back. It happens. But if you look at they, they've changed the way they're talking about it. It, it, it was, okay, well, we're going to get you salvage, and at first it's just going to be hand salvage, and we're going to work towards further implementation. Now it's, okay, we're going to bring you hand salvage and ship salvage and the vulture at the same time. Now, that, that doesn't mean that I believe that we're going to get all three of those at the same time. But there's a change in messaging there that 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 signifies that there, there there's some changes going on behind the scenes. I, I I think that they understand better now what they want to do, how they want to do it, how they can do it, and and, and their entire development model is in the process of changing right now. And so it's natural to see changes in how. A, a long pushed feature are going to be talked about. I, I I don't think it's as horrible of a thing as a lot of people are are saying it is. Uh, as far as your question on whether or not three sixteen is going to be as monumental as three fifteen, absolutely not. 
I mean, I, I, there's there are things that are in those patch notes that I'm super excited about. Uh, but oh, granted, three thirteen was still relatively new when when I joined the community. But mm-hmm. whenever I jump into anything like this, I I, I, I nerd out. I I'll dig into it for a month before I before I jump into spending any money. And so I dug through, you know all the years of patches and when people say that 315 is the biggest patch since 30 they're they're not lying they're not wrong it's huge 316 is not going to be that but it's going to be good and if nothing else it's going to be an iteration on 315 which we're totally going to need okay. um al your thoughts 316 good bad uh, you know monumental as as being important as 315 and do you think salvage is being are they being reasonable with salvage so in terms of people looking at 3.16 and saying it's gutted and it's woeful and, and bad, it, it's just like Papa Jeff said. Um, 3.15 is huge. And if you look at every major patch, but every really big patch that CIG have brought out, the next couple are almost iterations and life improvements on, on that really big patch. And 3.15 being so big, they are going to need those other patches, those incremental patches to actually improve on that so i think 316 is that the lesser patch yes there's new stuff in there but it's still really building on that quality of life from from 315. as to why salvage is out it's a it's a non-issue really mm-hmm. if you if you look at salvage salvage is the reverse of repair and so mm-hmm. you bring salvage and you're basically bringing repair in leave it off mining the mining gadgets they are an awesome addition for solo players one of the things that they always build to um star to descent is the game for solo players as well as group players it's a game that they want it to be for everyone and the current move of the way they take <clears> their, <throat> their gameplay had been more for uh group play mining gadgets actually help bring that back so that players and a prospector can do those bigger mining jobs mm-hmm. um it also means the players in a mole can actually Take even bigger ones, you know. So you don't necessarily need to do those mining jobs with two or three prospectors or two or three moles. You can actually just do that job by yourself. It increases the risk that comes with that. You saw that in their little ISC. You know, you're out there putting your putting your gadget on your thing, and some nasty evil person decides to blow your ship up just for lols, because that's the only reason, clearly, that they dropped the torpedo on that prospector. Mm-hmm. Um, Certainly no value, value for the guy who who dropped it. It probably even uh, cost him more in torpedoes than the, the loot he'd have got. But it's there. It, it's so it, I think that's a, a bonus in terms of refueling. Again, that comes in with looking at um, pyro and what's needed down the track. I don't think that's necessarily a a massive huge thing. If, if you go back a couple of months, you see Jan, Dan Truffin talking about uh refueling and the staff error and he goes on and says yeah we found that we can use docking the same the same principle we've got for the p52 logging and you know docking on the on the county that that solved issues in terms of docking to stations and it solved issues in 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 our refueling and it solved issues and so working on those and building on those things that have already got in game and actually adding to the gameplay and actually expanding the reach of smaller ships when you're going into pyro is massive. And I think putting putting salvage off, which is a, a totally new gameplay loop, 
and moving it so to later on when you can actually start it and, and do that is, is good. But also mining gadgets actually increases and grows out an already established game loop that makes it even more accessible for the solo player or even groups of players. So it goes both yeah. ways. Um, I, I, I will say, I think 316 is a bigger patch than people realize. Um, as, as Al pointed out, like the fact that uh, docking was just all they needed. It was just like, oh yeah, you know, cause the, the, the biggest like issue that they were having was when it came to refueling was like, how do you refuel? And it's like, well, they need docking to work. And it's like, well, how do you dock? And then they created this, this system for the, for the uh, Merlin. And it was like, you know, even I was like, that's kind of a lot of effort for just a one ship. I mean, I guess yeah, the technology behind it is nice. That's a lot of effort, one ship. And the, you know, they were just big, you know, they came on and was like, yeah, so we just used that same technology, the exact same system and then tweaked it and then it worked. So here's, here's your feeling. It's like, oh, so the tools are working now. <laughs> and that's, that's really what 316 is a representation <laughs> of is the tools they have are now working. And I mean, we said that in the past, so every time, but every time they put more tools into the game, more gameplay comes out. It's it's a it's a it's an easy machine. You tools down. You put you put, put the tool down. You put a little prototype in there, and then suddenly, you know, fifteen new new missions pop out of nowhere because that prototype worked. You know, so yeah. that's really what three sixteen is to me is an example of how quickly once they have the technology in, they can just turn around and start churning out stuff. Same with the mining um, the, like gadgets because. <clears throat> Same same technology that's going into things like, um, you know, NPC healing and uh, the various tools for the multi tools and the 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 the, the tractor beams. Like three sixteen is kind of like an amalgam of everything they've developed over this last year. It's the it's the and, the capstone. And if you look at um the mining gadgets and the ability of how they use mining gadgets now, use this to help break up that that yeah. um that big rock. I wouldn't be surprised if we find, oh, there are salvage gadgets, which you use to put on a ship to help break up that big ship so your little salvage ship can actually munch it up even better so you there don't was... need your, your claim. Yeah. Almost guarantee that'll be the case. They, they even talked about that with the Vulture. When the, the Vulture was released, mm. they talked about shaped mining charges or, or uh, salvage yeah. charges, which were supposed to be, you you supposed to like Drake made where you could like pull them on a plate on, on specific brake plates and pop them. And then they would, they would break apart uh, a ship. So to make it easier for the, the, yep. um, the, and, and, you know, being Drake, it was like, oh yes, this is totally used for only salvage and nothing but salvage. Please, please trust us. And totally not used for breaching. Would you ever use a breaching charge for? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So you all you can only use explosives for good things. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a it's a another name for breaching type charge, isn't it? The, uh... Yeah, and my Corsair is totally an, exp an exploration ship too. Yeah, it just explores the insides of other people's holes. Yeah. So so yeah, but and that's another great point right there. It's like that's another towards salvage. I, I made a little video on this because uh, I talked about this in office hours because it's one of those things that's kind of, it's irked me a lot is whenever salvage gets moved down, kicks down the road, um, 
people get into this man mindset of like, ah, it's it's never coming out. It's it's this the sky this, is falling. The sky, the sky is falling. Yeah, chicken little <laughs> syndrome. Um, but like, if you look at the progress they've made and the way that they've they're talking about things, it's no longer it's going to exist. It's you know it's it's on the roadmap. It's now all of the parts of it are being discussed and worked on and, and being integrated in with other teams. And there feels like there's much more frenetic energy from CIG in terms of like stuff is happening. And instead of just people working on these big blockers and just chipping away at the stone, it's now like, Oh, we got to worry about pyro. So we got to start doing this. We got to start doing that. Like the, 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 the station teams are working on trying to build, develop brand new stations. You've got um, people working on brand new missions and it, like things are moving. And they're moving fast. And as a result, because they're so laser focused and getting pyro done, all of these other things need to get done first, including things like salvage to make more content for pyro. So it may be separate, but it feels very much connected to this, this, this huge, just kind of, we got to go. And the fact that it was moved out of 316 shouldn't have surprised anybody. Anybody who's been paying attention to the roadmap for the last two years. <laughs> um, and, and as I've, I've been saying a lot is, you know, CIG is often over, uh, over ambitious with their goals and often doesn't take into account the, as I've said before, CIG is very prone to the bus problem. If someone walked outside your, your office today and got hit by a bus, um, how badly would it affect your, your, uh, mm-hmm. your development? Um, and it's not CIG's fault. They're trying to hire more people, but in, you know, the reality is, is that there are like 30 people who work on net code for games and um, like three of them work at CIG, like 30 of them that exist in the entire planet. You know, <laughs> it's that's hyperbole, but like there is a limited pool of, of people who uh, have the skills. There are only so many good game developers that have the level of knowledge that CIG needs. And with the size and ambition of Star Citizen, CAG does really need pretty much the best of the best, mm-hmm. which it's a kind of a shooting yourself in the leg by only trying to hire the best of the best because they're probably working somewhere else and they're probably not going to work for you. So you have to do some magic to make them go work for you. And at the same time, they really don't want to hire junior developers so they can teach them because... And that's actually a problem with a lot of companies that do software development is that they, like, we need good developers right now, but they don't realize that, yes, I could hire a good developer right now, but but I could also hire, you know, a couple like mid-level guys and, and train them. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, and what, that's what Next Great Starship was. Yeah. People, yeah. people look at Next Great Starship and see it as a, a thing to find out, let's design a ship for Star Citizen. That was a, that was a side product of Next Great Starship. The real purpose, I think, of Next Great Starship was let's find some crytech engineers to help us get our pool. I mean, so uh, let's find El- people who are keen, who can do the work, who can work as a system, yeah, and we'll employ them afterwards. Elwin, Elwin was yep. from the Next Great Starship. He's Elwin like one of their, yep. he's one of their main ship designers now. He was that's where they found him was the Next Great Starship. So, yeah, um, but I, I think. The reality is, and, and here's the thing, I want to set some expectations as well for Salvage. I don't expect Salvage to be good at Tier 1. I don't, I don't expect it to work well. And if you look at the roadmap, it still says Tier 0. Not Tier 1, Tier 0. Mm-hmm. It's just 
they also expect you to be able to use ships. And, you know, it's gone from being tier zero, being hand mine, hand salvage and, you know, like, oh, maybe only picking out parts to they want to be able to use the the, the vulture, uh, yeah. which is fine. Uh, like, I just would be glad to hear the, the moanings and the wailings be stopping because salvage is out. <laughs> um it, it's a bit like uh, I think salvage tier zero will be like mining tier zero when we just had the prospector. Yeah, and and just in on planets and but yeah. like from that point on, it moved fairly quickly. For within a year of of the, of mining coming out, they had mining space mining. I think even the mole was 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 out or or something like that. It was like within a year or two of of mining's introduction, we had a flood of new content for mining. Yeah, ultimately, I think there is a lot of overlap between mining and salvage. Yes. So I think ultimately we're going to see a lot of tools and technologies used in mining, both in-game and on the, let's call it backhand side, being kind of slowly spilled over into salvage, where we're probably going to see, you know, we're going to see salvage gadgets. We're going to see different salvage locations. We're going to see you know, salvage scanning, that you know, all kinds of shit. Because yeah, it's salvage, very salvage similar technology. Yeah. Yeah, there's similar technology, um, and uh, I think in reality, um, salvage is probably less valuable than people think. I know, I know a lot of people are really looking for salvage, but the the thing that salvage is more a part of is similar to what like, we see with medical and, and inventory stuff today, is that it just needs to be in the game. Because then they can start building from it and doing things like repair and other a aspects to it. Um, and yeah, like, but yeah, I don't, I wouldn't expect it to be, to, 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 uh, to be amazing, but I do think 316 is going to be a bigger milestone than a lot of people think at the very least, because we're going to get fuel rats for those uh -huh. who, who know, who yep. know, who know elite, we'll get, we'll get some of them to come over and try it out. So. Uh, yeah, uh, I think. Go ahead. Yeah, and and I think the derelicts are, are a great addition because that adds, even though it's just derelicts and it's kind of dungeons, it's exploration. So it's kind of giving an exploration, starting to explore that exploration loop. It's going into, in a sense, it's kind of looking at salvage because there'll be those loot boxes you can get. So mm. it's kind of a a, a a first inkling of salvaging stuff you know going through the old wreck and finding out what you can take um yeah it's just whole heaps of, of avenues that you can take with just that just just when you stop freaking out over the changes and go well what, what's this add what, what possibilities does this give yeah i think in and, the future or in the near future we're going to see a lot of small increments and then every once in a while we're going to see a big leap towards a new technology like we're going to see a big leap in salvage but in, in the meantime we're going to see you know small things we're going to see you know the dna character customizer we're going to see derelicts we're going to see you know different refactors and stuff small increments then we're going to see one big thing every once in a while yeah i mean uh, i was gonna i was gonna mention something like the 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 derelict stuff is actually big a lot of people. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that more and more people kind of realize this. It's gameplay. I'm looking forward to it. I, I can't it's, wait. <laughs> it's gameplay. It's it's not just like you know. It's it's what we have now, but with more. So now you yeah. show up at a, at a at a wreck to do a mission, and you're like, this could be 
booby trapped. This could be a, a jump puzzle, or this could be um, an entire you know group of, of of NPCs. And of course, Dunning Star Citizen, they're either going to be SEAL Team Six or um, Brain Dead. So that that actually kind of adds a little bit to the stress. Like like I could walk in here and instantly get exploded. You know, I expect. The one thing I expect to happen, and this is probably already going to be the, the moment I say it, it's going to be exist. I expect Pico traps. No, fucking the washer. No, with and you know Zylo's here in chat, so God, it's, probably, it's, it's already done. That's already done. I already said it. It's already passed on. It's already uh, passed on. Now you, you've uh, screwed right, us all, right. Paul. At least, at least yep. let me at least let me explain it so you all be prepared for. It. So if you see a Pico in, yeah. in, a, in a wreck, don't touch it. Um, They'll they'll do what what you know in Fallout they did this a lot with like the monkey like the symbol monkeys where uh-huh. you um like they'll they'll do is they'll put a pico and they'll put a laser trip mine just behind the pico and they will put the pico just in the place where you'll kick the pico pretty easily so you don't see the laser or the trip or, or the mine but you do see, and you maybe even don't even think about the pico because he's just debris you kick the pico and then you explode so um that's giving them I, ideas for fuck's sake <laughs> listen. I, I, <laughs> I do a lot of taking theory crafting. <laughs> Every goddamn show who gives CAG and you wait to kill us. Every yeah. goddamn show. <laughs> you use your hand uh, tractor beam to push. The yeah, to pico. P- push the pico. Push picos. What I'm saying is, I I've I've played enough tabletop RPGs to know when you when you set traps to 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 teach your players um, when to be cautious because they're just running through things too fast. So. Well, sometimes, uh, but also, it, it is kind of a legendary joke that uh, if you want to slow your gameplay down, just give your players a door. Yeah. And, and they'll sit there and discuss how to open it for 15 minutes without turning the handle. Yeah. You, you, you just nondescript door. And, and, and of course, you, no one has to take traps on the door, so they can <laughs> Yes. Um, you don't see it. it. No one can trap it. No one can detect it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we take... Yeah, you don't detect any traps. That's it's that's traps. the thing. It's 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 you always you always give them give them the opportunity to be scared, and mm-hmm. I think that's um, that's what wrecks are going to be. And and here's the thing: they even said at the end of those wrecks, there's going to be some loot. So it's I, I expect you know a typical dungeon chest at the end of that and end of those runs. So now you've got rewards and you've got challenges. So more gameplay. Like, like that's that's the big thing that I got from that. It's like we have a lot more gameplay coming with three sixteen. It may be like not a huge a huge amount, but like it's more than we have now, which I'm and okay with. The door for even more. Yeah, and and and, and, it, and it's showing that CIG is working on gameplay rather than just more tech. Oh, we gotta yeah. wait for this next big this the, you know ssocs or 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 server meshing or or iCache. it's always just like this and all this next thing it's like no here's gameplay here's things to do yeah which is good in my opinion but and, yeah. and i think that comes as part of the, the way in which they're releasing star citizen like if it was just developing behind co- closed doors <laughs> it wouldn't be that you'd be doing the gameplay would be you know that was probably one of the last things but because they're doing it releasing the tech and we're playing it as it's being released they still have to look at those aspects that will keep us engaged and, and draw us in and try things out. And that, that's the other thing. They're trying things out. Let's see if this works. If it works, and they go, okay, we'll, we'll expand it. We'll put Xeno threats in there now. We'll put, um, mm-hmm. not Xeno yeah, threats. Game development, especially when you're at... Xeno's more, you know, but... 
Yeah, when you're in an alpha and open alpha, uh, you kind of have this dance of controlling your hype and controlling your engagement and controlling your development. And if it's not in sync, it's not going to work. One of the things is going to be ahead of the other two. Mm -hmm. And CAG have been struggling in this for, for oh, years. As, high so as long as they've been around, they've been struggling with this. And now, in the last six months, we're seeing where they're trying to recalibrate with the restructuring of their development. They're a little less aggressive with their marketing. I don't know if you guys have noticed. They're yeah. a little less aggressive. They're a little more conservative. A little. A little. Not, not much, but a little. So they, they clearly have realized this. So they're clearly trying to take steps. But that's what I like to see. And if it, if it yields, you know, small bits of gameplay, that's just something for me to do. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm happy. It's gameplay. Yeah. Like, as long as you guys keep giving me gameplay, I'm going to keep playing the game. I'm going to keep making videos and I'm going to keep complaining about it. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, it seems like the track is also building on Squadron 42. No doubt yeah. that those types of gameplay loops are going to be in those mm -hmm. side tracks that we can take with Squadron. Yeah. And it helps us testing to make those better. Because of something yeah. they're like, because, you know, gameplay designer could be like, oh, this is going to be a great level. You got all this, this stuff. And then, you know, someone comes out the first five minutes of the, of, of the patch. This is how you get around this, this, this jump puzzle. You're like, what? How did they take, how were they able to solve it so fast? <laughs> That's not how that works. <laughs> yeah. There's, you know, that, that little bit of geometry that's just sticking out from that drop and suddenly you can skip half the, half the puzzle and it's like, oh, well, go remove that, that piece of geometry, you know. Uh, uh, gamers. Time <laughs> <laughs> is break everything. Time is All right. Well, I think that's going to be it for our discussion section. We're going to be moving on to the question and answer. But if you're watching this on YouTube or listening to this on the podcast, uh, we will uh, we'll call that there. And then, you know, the next episode, next part will be up um, a little bit later. If you're watching this live, though, you get to see and ask your questions live to the entire cast. So that's why you should be watching us live every Saturday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, 11 p.m. No. Yes, it will be 11 p.m. GMT. I think, yeah, we'll just say 11 p.m. GMT. That just, just works. You can, yeah. Um, <laughs> and twitch.tv slash the Astro Pub. Um, and if you like this, remember, like, leave a comment or leave a, leave a, leave a review. Always good to help out the, uh, the promotes these and promotes these. It gets more people to watch them. And, you know, it makes it easier for me to convince my wife to let me sit down for several hours and discuss star citizen with a bunch of us. Um, so, <laughs> and, uh, like I say, every time hope to see you someday in the black video. So smart. I sent my wife out. <laughs> That's what your uncle Sam sent her out of town. <laughs> <laughs>